0: If you knew you were starting a business that would generate you $1 million per year, how much would you be willing to invest today?
1: Travis Ferris is a real estate entrepreneur, sales coach, team leader, public speaker, and community builder. He's done the work with over $500 million in total sales. Now he's welcoming you to the table,
0: but make sure you're ready. The coffee is for closers only. The mindset's the one thing that's going to keep you going. Coffee for Closers is powered by Collab Agents. Here's your host,
1: Travis Ferris.
0: Welcome listeners to the Coffee for Closers podcast powered by Collab Agents. We have my, my dear friend, Tim Story. Uh, we've been friends, you know, and actually friends with Nisa, my better half business partner, the main squeeze. I think you've known her for what, 20 years and we've- 20 years, we've, yes. 20 years and we've, I've known you and looked up to you and, you know, definitely considered you a friend and and mentor, someone we'd always sought out. But we're so excited. And I just wanted to kind of lead this because we live a very intentional life by design. And I actually started to text Joe this morning because we live a mobile lifestyle as you, as I see you kind of travel the world. And like yesterday with like, 24 hours notice there's a conference in Dallas. And I was like, I want to go to that. So I did. So I'm actually in Dallas, Texas. And I started to text Joe like, hey, maybe I need to reschedule because things aren't perfect. And and I wanted to kind of lead into this to where we make things happen when things aren't perfect. How often are things perfect? Not very often. I don't have my studio. I don't have all my amazing stuff, but I wanted to be respectful of your time and not have to fudge around the calendars anymore. So we're here to drop some fire Bring you on.
1: I like that. But I also like that I say in life some things you decide, some things you discover. I think that in this case, you didn't know you're going to go to Dallas two weeks ago and you decided to discover it and just let it unfold and unveil. And in my opinion, some of the best things come out when they're slightly undone. I've seen this in movies, on sets. I've seen this in recording studios, and I'm seeing it today. We're about to drop some fire.
0: I am so excited. Actually, that's why I just, we tried to link up before and had some things not perfect, but it's because it was all leading till today. So I'm super excited. And yeah, we were just ripping off, and uh, I think we can lead into it. I want to hear all about what you're doing, what's next, what's coming down the pipeline, all of your fun adventures, and, and how God's played a massive part in that. But yes, I last time we talked, I was two. I was probably hitting two hundred and ten because of baby number two, which is definitely we'll call that my pinnacle as far as not the best but the heaviest. We'll call that the apex. And I've since we talked last in a couple months, I've sh- shaved like twenty five pounds off because I hit the switch. You know, I think you hear about like hitting that moment, and I had just stuff going on in life, and I was like, dude, I'm heavy, heavier or the heaviest I've been things aren't perfect. And I just was like, what am I doing? Like, you know, it's, and I had that divine moment. And I'd say the, the number one thing that you you were kind of asking on what I did is tracking, tracking my numbers. Like Uh that's the big one. We work out and love fitness, but I just have been doing my, my fitness pal for the last three months and tracking my macros.
1: Okay. So let's go into this for a second. (laughs) For those who do not know, because you'll get some of my followers watching you, you know, Travis, you're known as being a person that's extremely in shape, even in college. Tell them what you did in college, because it was a very, very physical thing
0: that you did. Yep. That was also intention. Um, So grew up as gymnastics athlete in Alaska. And I knew probably the best way for me to get free school. And I, I was like, I'll probably get free school and I'll probably meet my wife. And with a gymnastics background, I, I was a male cheerleader, went to University of Kentucky and then finished up in Hawaii, where I met my lovely wife, Nisa, and got free school. So very intentional. Yeah.
1: Just to say about Nisa, I see her like, like I'm her cool uncle. She is beautiful and She's very in shape, but is she the type of woman that had to work extremely hard to be in shape? Or is it is a lot of it just the way she was just built genetics?
0: She definitely worked hard. I, I think that was like she willed it to be. Cause I mean, I think back in her college, she she was not always this fit. And she, I think, hit, hit her flip the switch moment in just life to where she's been pretty fit and in shape and fierce to say the least since.
1: And she's fantastic. But but Travis, if I could say this. So you know I teach about the miracle mentality. Mm -hmm. A miracle is something extraordinary, uncommon, not regular. Okay? And so I think that when you decided to hit that switch to drop roughly 25 pounds, that your mindset is yours to set. Tell us about that on how you just decided to set your mind? like Because your mindset is yours to set. What did you do to set your mind? Like, hey, I don't want to be chubblicious.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was in shape. We'll say that I was a shape, maybe not in shape. You say it perfectly because it's like God works miracles, but there is a certain amount of obligation that lays on us. I think for me, it was, it was a, you know, I, I probably went victim mode for just a second to where I was kind of like, oh, I'm working out. I'm eating decent. That's the crazy thing. I was eating decent. I wasn't eating fast food, McDonald's, but I was being unintentional with, uh-uh. with things. And when you're unintentional, you know, in someone's intention will find themselves upon you. And I just was like, enough. Like we're going to talk about world shaker society. I've been literally traveling and working so i have been missing some of these calls but i am so excited about it but i'm also in other groups of mentor and people above me so that i can get get to these new levels as well and I, i hit a moment though where i was like it's me like it's not anyone else it's me and i think you set the intention you be intentional and you do these things and then god helps you know god's the extra in in everything that we do and the i actually wrote the email on it but finding your hunger I think before when I was chubblicious at 210, you know, yeah. high, high, hunger was the enemy. I was like, ah, I eat like I am eating, but you just there's a smidge of hunger that you should always keep upon us.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when somebody is not in shape and they start to let their bodies go, number one, don't be condemned. Don't don't feel ashamed because it happens to so many people. But the way I say it, Travis, is the real you will always make a demand on the you that you've become. So, like, when you couldn't, like, put on the same pants or you couldn't, like, tuck in your shirt and look good, then you start to say, yikes. But you got to admit, there's a temptation that says, man, why am I tempted to just let myself go for a minute? Did you ever go through that temptation?
0: Yeah, and I think the temptation is accepting that version of yourself as the new normal, and it wasn't. You know what I mean? So I was, I was like, this is not me. Again, not being like, you know, you should always work on yourself, not too much to where like it's unhealthy, but at the same time, like, body's your temple, take care of it. And it was always, you know, part of my image, and and our image is is who you work on yourself to be to project to the world so yeah it was definitely a a temptation of acceptance and accepting that
1: yes so what are you what are you excited about talking about today we we you guys just all you watching travis and i have great talks just as individuals and so so many different places we could go today but what are you excited about talking about today
0: Man, again, hearing about your recent travels, your the recent pearls of wisdom that you've kind of experienced, the World Shaker Society, again, I think uh, having a, a safe, safe, trusted place for men to come and be men and be better is, is a critical place to be. You know, I've put a lot of time and energy in incorporating God into my life over the last year or, you know, it's been longer, but I've really been intentional on that. And there's a magic that's kind of happening in my life because of that. And that, I mean, that's one of the things like, you know, I'm actually in this, I'm literally in a conference next door and I stepped out for this, for this podcast, but they talk about your character and, you know, uh, you're, you're such an attractive character in what you do, how you do, shining your light. I always talk about like, you know, shining your light, shining your brightest, that there's a magic just within Tim's story and how you've just embraced that and how God is in alignment with that, you know, for you to be your best and showcase God's power through you, all those things.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and I want to say this about Travis, because when I first met you, you had a an understanding of the ways of God and were very open to it. I think that, that Nisa was maybe raised in a little stronger because of her family, et cetera, et cetera. But I've, I've watched you develop in this, and it's, you're developing in a, in a beautiful way. And if I could say it this way, is that I think that everybody has a God idea for their life. That when they come out of their mother's womb, that God has already orchestrated wonderful things. Okay, So you, you have what I call a God idea. Secondly, you should be obedient to that God idea. Thirdly, because somebody is waiting for you on the other side of your obedience. So this is really a wonderful thing. Now, so there's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. So I wrote a book called The God Idea back in 1988, which was so long ago. But this whole idea is a a good idea is good. We sent people to the moon on missions. That's a that's a grand idea. We do a lot of good things, but a God idea is something else. It's God breathed, it's God inspired, and it's God endorsed. Wow. So you have a God idea, you should be obedient to the God idea, and then somebody else is waiting for you on the other side. So when I talk about somebody's waiting, I then say to clients that I coach, Man, don't keep them waiting. Like who's been waiting? So tell me about you with your business. Now that you're following the God idea more, what kind of people are you able to touch that maybe were waiting for you to be the best version of
0: Travis. Okay, this is awesome. It's a, it's a great concept because I think that the idea of obedience is yes. opposed. There's opposition in what you're doing. And so just so you know, I'm actually in the middle of it to where I'm I'm letting these un- things unfold. And I guess you could say, take a stand. And when you, again, when you say take a stand, it's more or less, you know, you're going to appeal to some and you're going to unappeal to others, yeah. yeah, which is okay. Finding your people and finding your, not your people. I always talk about that's okay. But yeah, the reason why you have to be obedient in the God idea is because it's not easy. And when things aren't easy is where obedience takes over and I'm right in the middle of it. So just so you know, like I'm really hitting a point to where like, I've always had, you know, in in sales, I think we try to be chameleon a bit to where I can accommodate a lot of different people and different mindsets. But in this God idea, I'm starting to hit a point to where I just say like, I'm definitely not where I want to go but thank God I'm not where I was do you always say that right it's mm-hmm. it's so true to where I'm unapologetically intertwined with God and I'm here because of God and I'm on a beautiful trajectory so I'm very unapologetic about it now and I'm I'm also getting to the point where with the obedience I'm I'm either in or about to start proclaiming to everyone that you know I am here because of God and if you, if you don't believe that, or not that I'm not respectful of others' opinions, but this is who yeah. I am type thing.
1: Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And I think that the thing is, is that I think when someone is a parent, now, now that you are a parent, as children get older, the thing that a parent should be doing is guiding their children, but also guarding their children. Okay, so there's a, the guiding of the child and the guarding. As a child gets older, because you know I I do this type of counseling with people, many times you'll see like an eleven year old, twelve year old, thirteen year old, they'll start to push against the guidance of the of the parent, and part of that is because of peer pressure, of what they're getting, maybe from TikTok, Instagram, also just from friends at school, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And as a parent, the parent may really have good motives and just want their child to do well. And they're trying to guide them. And, I, and again, I think that even with the world, I don't blame people for being against religion because I think that there's so many silly people out there that are talking in the name of God. It's just like, it's like not so great. <laughs> but if people would really do what I call stop, look and listen, you will know that something divine has been talking to you since you were young. Yeah. This is this is very cool. So you know I life coach celebrities, right? Yep. So I asked Brad Pitt's mother, what did Brad want to be when he was younger? And she said he wanted to be an architect. He is. He wanted to be an actor. He is. He wanted to be a humanitarian. He is. I asked Katy Perry's, Parents, the mother. What did Katie want to be? Singer, humanitarian. Kanye West's mother, Donda, who's now in heaven. What do you want to be? Listen to this. She said, a designer, a humanitarian, and a music. So, how weird is that? That even when these kids were little, they had an inkling of who they were going to become. So, when I say that, what is what goes to your mind?
0: Giving back. And, and, I think that helping people is always a good vehicle, but there it was almost like well, the art, the artist, the artistic kind of the mentality. But it was yeah. also like they're not always the same vehicle. You know what I mean? To where I think they they did what they needed to to make money, but then they were able to take that to give back, you know what I mean, to where to to be the humanitarian.
1: Yeah. So in that in that case, somebody was waiting for them because when there was a big hurricane in new orleans, Brad Pitt was one of the strongest guys that went in there and and helped with his nonprofit to build houses. Katy Perry does so much in the area of the nonprofit space. Kanye West, I work with him in inner cities helping so many young inner city people to get properly educated and also his foundation providing scholarships. So I think for everybody watching, if we could just break this down, is that you have a divine idea because some of you are not into like God or Jesus, but you have a divine idea. And if you can learn to be obedient, and please don't be afraid of that word obedient. I think people uh, push away from any form of like, someone's going to tell me what to do. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm getting back into better shape. I'm in good enough shape because my background is being an athlete, but I'm doing things that I'm not used to. So I'm about to take a yoga class. So when they tell me what to do, guess what? I'm gonna follow directions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because maybe yep.
1: they know better than me, right? So that's like being obedient. So you you have a divine plan, you should be obedient. Because somebody's waiting for you on the other side of your obedience. Wow! Wow! Wow!
0: Hundred percent. A way to communicate this, and again, like uh, if you take, because I've I've gone through a bunch of different phases in spirituality, and uh, and I guess it's like even for like those that are like detached from God concept. You always talk about it yeah. like uh, the voice, you know, I've heard it expressed as the voice and kind of in, in your belly, you feel something in your belly or your heart, there's yeah. something there. And, and it's always like, uh, you know, God, the universe, the voice, whatever you want to call it there, there is a, an internal workings. And it's like, I like how tall, how tall does a tree grow? Yeah. It grows yeah. as tall as it can. You know what I mean? Which it's like, that's for us, regardless of where you're at as human beings, we are a growth creatures. And we're designed to be our best, and so regardless of where people are at, they should always shoot to be. And I think that's where, again, going back like to, to the fitness thing, it's like we're designed to be our best, and that's the show. Again, for for me, that's the showcase of God. Me being my best is me showcasing God and His. I like
1: this a lot. I like it a lot. So Carol Dweck, D W E C K, it's a lady. And she has taught at Stanford University forever. She teaches on the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, growth mindset. So we have studied and found that it is innate within everyone to have a growth mindset. So when I go to these orphanages around the world, because I've now been to 78 countries, and I say to little kids, in the toughest areas of the world. What do you want to be when you get older? And people will say, like little girls will say, Beyonce. And then a little kid that's five will say, I want to be like LeBron James. Or you go to Latin America, they want to be like Ronaldo or Messi. Not one of them says, I wanted to be divorced five times. They never say, I want to be bankrupt, right? Yep. Now, why is that? You tell me.
0: Let's see.
1: Because they have a miracle mentality
0: inside of them. Yep, yep, 100%. And I guess it's, yeah, look, looking up, seeing – seeing. because I guess, yeah, that when you see these people, Kobe, you know, Kobe Bryant, for example, like uh, there is – and this is, I guess, what we were talking about, is that there's a miracle uh, – there's like a miracle waiting, but there's some things that have to be put into place. But all these people, LeBron, James, Beyonce, like how so many – hours of intentional work and training along with that miracle bam gets them to where these places that they want to so be
1: if you don't mind if you don't mind let me go there today yeah moment yeah so what happens is that so good idea god idea you should be obedient to the god idea somebody's waiting for you on the other side now one of the ways that you're obedient is that you train for the task that is before you. And one of the things I've always appreciated about you and your wife, when you would come and see me speak at that big old place, I would speak in Honolulu. I would see you guys coming up on the line. I'm like, these guys are in <laughs> such good shape. Okay. So back to the exercise thing. And then you're always well-mannered when you got into real estate. I knew you would do Well, When you had challenges there for a season, I knew you would get out, and there's a reason for that, okay? Because when you decide that you are going to prosper in something, you have to do something that I call the law of the harvest. And here's what that is. You got to plow the ground. You got to plant the right seed. Then you got to water the seed, which is repetition, and then you will reap a harvest, okay? So everybody that's watching, if you want to do something great in life, you're going to have to plow. It's work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you have to plant, then you have to water, then you're going to have to harvest. Tell me about the whole plowing that you've had to do, even in the area of business.
0: <laughs> Man. Oh God. I'm glad. So, cause I've actually been market shifting. It's just, it's different, which is okay. Like I love adversity because I know, I know the the struggles bring. Growth, but it's interesting you say it because I've, I've been having to go. I guess so many people in this world also just a side tangent they will plow, plant the seed, and then they start yelling in the ground, Where's my harvest? It's like, Whoa, there's a little bit of patience involved. But oh,
1: that's 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 the majority of people you got that right. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, they plow for a little while, maybe like three days, they plant a couple of seeds, and then they start yelling at the ground.
0: Yes, yeah, but people like uh, people management. I've, been, I've Here's the thing. Like we do get better. Like the problems don't go away. Just I've been managing people. I'm na- I'm now managing a pretty an organization of like 130 agents. But then my team is still 12 agents. And you still get all of these not deception, but like you know betrayals. Like you still right. get betrayals. You still get humans acting as humans. The hardships. Like and I think talking to a lot of producers again, coffee foreclosures, which is it's just for people crushing it in life. That just I just want to preface that it's not about sales. It's about people just crushing it in life and crushing it in life is facing adversity, growing from it, getting better, improving, getting knocked down, learning, getting better and getting back up. But when you talked about these people, it's, I think every top producer, every, every, you know, closer in life, that's just crushing it, I think wakes up the same way to where we like, and again, I'm still probably halfway there to to catch up to all you guys
1: that are just on another level. Let me tell you, I love your mind because you said people <laughs> people acting like humans, and so that is one of the biggest challenges for people's lives. Like they're like, okay, so I'm trying to build this big business. All right, Tim, story. I'm plowing the ground. I'm planting the right seed. Maybe like I'm taking classes, or I went to Grant Cardone's 10x, or I just spent the weekend with Gary Vee, or whatever. Okay, so I'm plowing. I'm planting. I'm watering, which is repetition. And the harvest hasn't come. Sometimes the harvest that come is because what I call the opposition to the mission. Yep. And a lot of that is human beings that do not help people cooperate or even people that are human that come in that are jealous, that try to take you on a detour and take you off track. And a, go- a good looking guy like you a person that has like, in my opinion, like just this miracle mentality, have there been times in your life where you feel like human beings have tried to oppose
0: your plan? Tell me. It, oh, constant, constantly. And that's where, I, this is probably a little blasphemous, but I think when you're managing people the right way, I, work, I literally have to talk Nisa through these things which I'm actually probably talking to, to myself. When you get a major betrayal, you you hit a point to where you're like, I don't want to pour into people anymore. But yeah. it's I think that's and that's this is where I'm like, this is literally the whole entire concept around Jesus and Christianity, is that he knew people were going to be people. He knew that they were gonna crucify him, and he continued to pour into him anyways. And it's the same thing in in when you I when you're running a business the right way, you're gonna pour into people. They're going to betray you. They're going to leave you. And you know what you do the next day? You pour into people. And it's the hardest thing. It's so hard, but it's, it's the repetition, I guess.
1: You know, you really have that downright. But if somebody betrays you and they hurt you, you obviously don't just take them right back in. And so what I believe in, and I think you'll like this, with people, I always try to be fair because I don't know what they did that made them respond the way they did. It yep. could be their childhood. It could be something in me triggered them. It could be their suicidal. I don't know. So I'm going to treat somebody fair, but I'm also going to treat you firm. Because I can't let you completely on the inside. And now you're going to like this one. Mm-hmm. Cannot stab you on the backside unless you let them on the inside. Yeah. What, what do you think about that saying?
0: It, it's it's power. I guess it, it's for for the right person. Like listening to this, I do let everybody in the inside. I pour I pour pour into people. I think great people do. You know what I mean? They they let people inside because that's where like that's where the best of you is. I guess it's just trying trying not to take it personally. And that's again, it's a hard thing to where every stab on the backside. It's you, I, I justify it as the human element. I literally call it that. And it's like, Hey, you know, family's got to provide at the end, at the end of the day, humans to a certain extent have to be self-serving creatures. And so I I do try to manage that way, but at the same time, it doesn't matter how many times it happens and how thick your skin gets. Sometimes you're just like, Ooh, I felt that one.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And the, in the, in the bigger you get, when I say big, it's always relative, right? When I say yeah. big, big is to me like to manifest what you're supposed to do. Okay. Yeah. The, but the bigger, the bigger you get, the way I find it from coaching people for all these years, the opposition gets stronger. So, so does the adulation, right? So I live a weird life because people clap for me a lot. <laughs> it's really yeah. weird. So I go from like a lot of people clapping for me. To I do a lot of jobs where, like, nobody sees it and there's no clapping. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to remember, like, why I'm doing it. But I've also received opposition for doing the right thing, for standing up for people. Because I'm known for, as you know, standing up for celebrities that other people have said, like, they're finished.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I want to ask you a question. How much you're enjoying this thing that I'm doing called the World Shaker Society? You know, I have a men's group called the World Shaker Society. I brought men from around the world. The group is, we're going to go to about a hundred men right now. We're at 76. We slowly curate the group. We have had, had over 800 men try to be a part of it, but I just want to be careful and make sure we have the right type of person in there with the right motives. But how much are you enjoying collaborating with other men?
0: It is fantastic. I will enjoy it a lot more when I can get on everyone. Yeah. Uh, we we briefly talked about it as far as, you know, men are different, again, creatures. And I think that it's amazing to have a trusted place that we can go and talk truthfully about particular things that we're facing. You know, you and Joseph bring amazing with, with all of the different members. And again, like, I think the way that you curated and pulled High performers, I mean, in in life, just high performers in life, masters, I guess it's like the one thing I I learned there is I I think that everyone that was in there was a master of their craft. And when you have a bunch of masters of crafts in there, I'll take information, guidance and suggestions higher than people that aren't on the same level.
1: Yes. And the reason for that is I was finding that a lot of men were very lonely in their struggle and also in their triumph i remember one time i was with my sister and i was getting like so many calls and so many texts and she said tim do you know why this is she goes you're such a good listener that people want to talk to you in their triumph but they also want to talk to you in their challenge so i said i want to create a network of men they could talk to other men about their triumph and also about their challenges and sometimes their tragedies, and that we can build each other up. So it's a it's a growth-set group where we're into the growth mindset. It's a great group that's a community of men that are getting stuff done.
0: Yeah, That's
1: called the World Shaker Society because a world shaker to me is somebody who brings – Big impact. And we have them from musicians to I have Howard Stern's agent to Broadway producers to real estate people. But it's really working. And I have good news that in September, I'm launching the World Shaker Society for Women.
0: Boom. Yes. Perfect.
1: Let's go get them. Let's help them. Yeah.
0: I think as a, as a man, the last, I'll speak on the the world shakers as a, as a man particular and like men have different things that they face in life. Women have different things. There's a lone loneliness that comes from it. And actually like, even in, in sales, regardless of what you're doing that I constantly go around, talk, trying to talk to other team leaders. Like, am I the only one going through this? Like I'm going through some stuff (laughs) and it's nice to talk to team leaders and them like, yeah, Absolutely. You know, Q4 was rough. So the same thing, it's like, you know, there's a place to go and actually share the burden that we as men take on. So. So you remember
1: this song, Don't Stop Believing by Journey? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Steve Perry is my friend. We've been friends for probably 23 years. There was a time that Steve was around me a lot. In fact, he would travel with me sometimes, which would blow people's minds. I remember walking into this big place in Seattle, Washington, and Steve was walking with me. I was going to speak to 3,000 people. And this one guy goes, this sounds weird, but is that Steve Perry from Journey? And I go, yes, it is. <laughs> so I remember talking to Steve and I said, when you do these stadiums, because they were, they were in front of like 40,000 at a time for these big festivals. I said, did you ever get lonely? He goes, man, no one's ever asked me that question. He goes, heck, yes. Could you go from the 40,000 and all the energy, right? Mm -hmm. The interviews at that time was a lot of autographs. And then he says, when you close your hotel room, right, if you're by yourself and you just hear clink, clink, dude, it's just you. Yeah. Interesting stuff, right? I I find a lot of men that they are reaching out to other people after they've done something triumphant, like somebody to celebrate with them or somebody that can understand. Have you ever been through something like that after you've had a big win where you just wanted to share it with the right person?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That truly understands it. I mean, it's, you know, again, I've only, I've I think I've probably only spoken from like to 500 people. Max is the most I've ever spoke to. Uh, Uh,
1: That's a a lot of people. 500 is a lot.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, being able to go to people because there's not there's it's actually I think what you just said. When you have a big victory and no one's there that can comprehend what that victory meant or the hardships that might have come with it. You again feel lonely, so you feel lonely in the the failures and the victories if the right people aren't around you, which is why there's the World Shaker Society. Yes. Bam,
1: <laughs> yes. So even though this is your podcast, yeah. tell me something that you're excited about. Like what what is in your heart? What's in your spirit that you want to manifest next?
0: So I I've really I've been jamming in sales for a long time. And I've actually kind of been out of sales for and just on managing people for probably the last two or three years. I'm going all into... So I have my organization and I have my team. Team is very active. Organization, it's more passive. It's not passive. It's just, there's still time and energy. I'm really going yeah. into, especially the change of market. I think you've seen every, every three minutes and 30 seconds, an agent leaves the, the industry right now. That's a fact yeah. growing my organization, growing my finding agents that are where I was. Cause we called you when we were running our brokerage and like, Tim, we're oh, suffering. Yeah. I'm like, don't know what to do. And you helped us through that finding those agents. Cause it's like, you can be doing the exact same thing that you're doing there here and go from almost bankrupt to flourishing profitable living a different life to where you can decide to hop over to Dallas with 24 hours notice and be on an amazing podcast. So I'm going all into that is like saving freeing liberating agents is kind of what we're doing. So it's uh and then I think I just again, not to go not to go here, but placing a lot more faith in God through the process that like everything's gonna be okay. I, but wanna, I, I guess I
1: like, Travis, I like you talking this way. It's like a a guy who falls in love and he starts talking about that woman all the time, right?
0: Yeah,
1: I think that you have a deeper connection with God, and that's what's kind of like oozing out of you because it's 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 real to you. It's not. It's not religion. It's not somebody that forced something on you, but you really do have this thing with God. Like when a lot of people try to give me credit for my career, I remember being at Lee Iacocca's gigantic mansion in Bel Air. And he said, I ask every great man, what is the secret of their success? And I said to him, I am a God made man. And the guy literally got tears in his eyes. He said, I have never heard that answer. And I said, yeah, God, he gave me a gift, but he also empowered me but he put people around me that love me enough to help build me up. So how can I take credit for the things that I get to do when I think a lot of it was orchestrated in a divine way? So I think that's a good way of looking at it.
0: For sure. But again, the character, the light that shines bright inside of you, it's uh, you still did what you had to do. That's the thing that you still plowed the fields and then, you know, God rewarded the, the last hey, little bit. Hey, I- aren't,
1: aren't you glad that before you say the last thing, mm-hmm. aren't you glad that I keep my swag? Because yeah. Because you've been around me forever, dude. You, it Wouldn't it be sad if you like got on a Zoom with Tim story and I was like all broke down? Like, you know, I used to believe this.
0: Oh. Uh. That, again, I I know that won't happen because you shine like a the freaking s- a star <laughs> with that energy. The energy is always there. It's always beautiful, great energy. That's why you know we love to be around you. And literally, forcibly, there, there are certain people in life that like I don't let them go. <laughs> like I track I track them down, and I'm like I'm gonna stay close to Tim's story. He's just an awesome dude, and I'm selfish in that way. Thank you. A couple little last points. It's sometimes you know we're go- kind of going back here is. And again, I'm going to write a speech on this, but sometimes, you know, sometimes your dead ends are God's answers, or quote unquote, sometimes God's non-answers are His answers. Because when that, when you plant that harvest or when you plant the field where it shouldn't be, and God doesn't let it grow and it fails, you're like, oh my God, that's a failure. Well, what He wanted you to do is to go work a different field and plant another, uh, plant another field, and then you'll have a beautiful harvest. And I've experienced that so many times. I failed out of college my freshman year at University of Kentucky and I didn't know where I was going to go. So I literally called Hawaii up and I said, how long am I accepted for? They're like two years. So I was like, okay, I'm still good. And would you say that that was a God's calling to say, you need to leave Kentucky, go to Hawaii because you're going to have a beautiful life there. You're going to meet your wife there. And I've had a lot of experiences like that to where it was like, oh man, that failure or that dead end was really God's guidance to get me where I needed to be.
1: Well, that's a very good point. So whenever someone is looking for guidance, I always say to them, guidance comes in various ways. Number one is from your spirit, where there's something that you desire a healthy hunger for, and you start thinking about that thing, okay? The second way it comes is in prayer and meditation. That's why... It's so important to have alone time. And that's where the world is missing. We become a very busy society. We become human doings rather than human beings. Yeah. So as you know about me, I'm very present. I'm fully present, fully feeling, fully alive. So to find the right plan is, you know, inside your dream is talking to you. Secondly, you need to take some time to pray and meditate. But Travis, here's another thing is there is wisdom in the multitude of counselors. So like if I don't know the way, sometimes I will ask somebody that I know has divine wisdom, what do you think? But in the case of you not going to University of Kentucky any longer, in my opinion, that was life-closing a door to open up the door, but the door by going to Hawaii meant not only the education, the beauty of Hawaii, but your wife and your family. Now,
0: yep, and that was obedience. That was like okay. I'm going to go along here. Yeah, as we as we kind of wrap up, because I could literally talk all day because we're just flowing awesome. One of my favorite books, Augmentino's Greatest Salesman in the World. Have you read that one? Yes, I have. Love that one. My other favorite book is The Miracle Mentality, Doctor Tim's story. In in the just so you guys know, let me get that up there so we can have it, and we'll have links you, for man. you guys to where you guys can get it on one of my one of these seeds I planted that didn't grow that I had to you know manage out of the crop. I gave them a, I had an extra copy of the book, and on their way out, I was like, here, <laughs> I had an extra copy of your book, and I gave them the Miracle Mentality. That
1: that means a lot, but it's a the miracle mentality is a a well thought out book. It took me three years to write. My editor taught at Princeton University, so it's it's done very very well, and it it helps a lot of people to know that life is more than mundane or messy or madness, but you can have extraordinary thinking uncommon thinking, and it'll take you to uncommon places. So that's where all you people that are watching today, you're going to uncommon places. Just see it and step out into it.
0: 100%. Yeah. We've read the book, loved it. We've had you on. And I think when you were launching the book and had you really dive into it, it's just full of great stuff. Again, just great perspective shifts, perspectives, pearls, just little amazing things to get you to the next level. I mean, there's work involved, and that's life. And you're going to deal with ups, downs, adversities, betrayals that we've kind of talked about on the episode. But at the end, at of the time, if you stay consistent, listen to your message, you're going to, you're going to shine bright like our friend Tim Story here.
1: I love it, and thank you. So privileged to be on with you today. And best way to follow you would be what?
0: Ah, uh, so I mean, you can go online. Uh, Instagram is real Travis Ferris. I had to do the real Travis Ferris because I think our accounts got hacked. I do have the blue check mark Ferris team, collab agents, coffee foreclosures podcast that that will be launched and pushed out. That's where all of our stuff is. Uh, Tim, what about you? Where can people find you? Where can they join the World Shaker Society or at least apply?
1: Yes, if you're if you're a man and you think you fit in with other men that are doing big things, then just DM me. I'm very down to earth. I have a team, and we will look at what you do. And then we will email you back and uh, ask you some questions on why you would like to join this amazing group. And uh, I just want to say, Travis, what a privilege to dialogue with you and can't wait to see you in person. And who knows where you'll pop up because now I know you do pop-ups. You pop up in different things.
0: We pop up. I'm in California four times a year. Every time I go there, I always ping Joseph and try to try to make make a timeline work so. Yeah,
1: so try next time you're about to come in tell me in advance because i move around as you know but um uh, to everybody watching don't put yourself down man life can be difficult and as travis said earlier you may not be what you want to be but thank god you're not what you used to be let's get different better more magical even today
0: Woo! Awesome, Tim. Well, thank you so much for your time, my friend. As always, Coffee for Closers, you know where to find us.
1: Enjoyed this episode of Coffee for Closers? Subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts. And follow Collab Agents on social, at CollabAgents.